So basically on Sunday, Chong uh, mentioned, uh, Chong basically asked the both of us, Adeline and I, um, who we are attracted to, right? So would you like to start off, Chong? Who are yeah. you attracted to? Um, I have a long list. Okay, um, Sorry, I'm omnivores. I like, my taste is every taste. <laughs> sorry, sorry for sounding too thirsty. <laughs> but yeah, I like my to go. My my go to type is Chris Hemsworth when he's fat. Wait, you mean like uh, um, the Thor with like? Yeah, the okay. the the fat Thor. Okay. Um. Elaborate. I don't know. I I'm I'm into thick men in general. Specifically, which part about that thick saw that you like? Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, 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 I'm very touchy feely. So, I think it may be because I like to squeeze them. I, I like to touch a belly. Fair. Again, it's gonna be a sexualized this description, but the feel of hairy and soft skin it's a like to me it's a legend combination okay. so it doesn't have to be sexualized though i think it's like it's nice and familiar and cuddly yeah. and comforting during winter i i get what you mean there's like a specific type that's a good point that, that's like um like udi in a person exactly like an udi in a person <laughs> Like during winter, that's all you need. Just like someone to cuddle to. Something comfy. Something comfy, exactly. I mean, that's a good point because, like, with Udi, you don't see it as the most like physically attractive hoodie, mm-hmm. right? It's not like the most aesthetically pleasing one. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's, it looks pretty shit. I'll be honest. <laughs> like, I, I just I just ordered a couple, and I'm actually gonna go pick it up later. It looks like shit, but I'm like, man, it's just way too comfortable, and it became my preference. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Do you need have some? Um, they have a jacket. They they have a sweater, sweater jacket, mm-hmm. fluffy sweater jacket. Oh my goodness! It it, it looks a bit hideous, but uh, try it on. Ah, oh, it's okay. amazing. I'll go try. I feel like right now at this stage, I'm like collecting hoodies. I mean, I don't have too many hoodies, mm-hmm. but I feel like I really enjoy wearing hoodies in winter. Absolutely love it. I, I think like hoodies is a comfort kind of thing like I always pop it on when I feel like trying to hide my identity <laughs> when I'm walking outside or I feel like a little bit boyish and no one can see me like put on a mask it's kind of nice to be honest true true I, actually one fun fact though um, I, I don't know which video that I watched or like which article that I read but basically they went to find out the origins of hoodie and how it makes people feel and because of the fact that people rock on hoodie it's not just placebo as in like it's not that we think or it's just purely mental but we actually feel more mysterious wearing the hoodie because of the fact that we're able to conceal our identity from the sides yeah it's like the oversized everything because they can't see the shape of your body or like the shape of your face or if you have long hair or short hair i don't know it's just more yeah no no (laughs) I, i find hoodies really attractive though like proper hoodies Slightly oversized hoodie. So what's yeah? What's proper hoodies though? Like the the shitty comfy ones or like the fancy ones? When you mean proper? Okay, personally for me, like my version of a proper hoodie mm-hmm. is basically like uh, a hoodie with proper fitting. Okay, like slightly loose fit. Mm-hmm. 
like it's not so oversized to the point where you can't see your hands but you can at least probably see like your fingers you know what i mean like so let's if say you... one size bigger than your side yeah basically one size bigger oh yeah. depending on a company probably one or two size bigger But for for me, I really like black hoodies. I think they're like they're such okay. a vibe. That's true. That's true. Like and with with not too many patterns as well. But for me, like proper hoodies would be something that's very very oversized. Like you can't see my fingers, and I can just like flap it around, <laughs> and then you won't be able to identify me as like you know a girl because yeah, yeah. it covers like those parts. <laughs> your entire body. And yeah, your entire body. It's just like vibes. That's fair. That's fair. Do you have any preferred hoodie, Chong? Um, so I prefer my hoodie to be one size bigger than my size, mm. so it's not too—I don't know the word—but like I lie on my. Not too tight fitting. It not too loose. Not too loose. Oh, okay, okay. So I lie on my coach a lot, and um, you know, you know the the things. Uh, I mean, when you lie down with the two big bigger fit. Um, clothes. Yeah, yeah. It's squeezing and it's um, it, I don't know how to say, but it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Right. So yeah, let's say one size bigger than my normal size. Okay, fair. Very good answer. I realize we've completely deviated from the original question, which is, what are we attracted to or what's attractive? Is that is that a question? Ah uh, yeah. The but, second type. Okay, my second type is um. Academia type, academic type. Okay. Can Can you give like uh, a physical like image or representation of this type? Physical. So, let's say um, who who is the guy? Uh, Jude Law, but young Jude Law in Harry Potter attire. Okay, don't don't crucify me, but who's Jude Law? <laughs> Sorry. Do you know Jude Law? Which one? Which one is that? I'm bad with names. Um, he's a very um he, uh, to be frank, I'm attracted to his look more than his movie, so I can't remember. I can't pull out a name of a movie he's in. He is in um the witchery, the witchcraft movie, which I won't mention the name because I hate the author. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Um, but yeah, I. I would like to see. Um, I would like to say Jude Law, a younger Jude Law, in academic attire, sweater, um, shirt, would be my type. So you kind of like the neat, clean-cut look, or mm, a bit looser than that, like uh, a bit ca- more casual than that. Okay. Okay. So like with with collars, but then with a sweater on top of it. But a little. Do you like dark academia, academia or like yeah, light? Dark academia. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I see it. That's why the Harry Potter vibes. <laughs> fair, fair. What about you? What's your preference? Me? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I think like the discussion that we had on Sunday as well. Like to me, I don't really have specific physical characteristics. Mm-hmm. For me, physical characteristics are like. Um, That's like a like like a minimum. You get what I mean? Like like a like a bar, um, and the bar is not like really high, so my expectations are not high. But the moment you pass the bar, which is like my interpretation of what's not ugly, I'm just gonna be completely honest. Like my interpretation of what's not ugly, I'm like yeah, cool. Like I don't have the goal of like oh you must hit this level of attractiveness, but for me it's like more towards like you don't hit 
that level of unattractiveness. But basically, I'm, I'm attracted to what's not attractive. So, but I think in the end of the day, okay, I think the vibes matter a lot. Uh-huh. Like I, think, I think like we talked about like how vibes really and <clears throat> really enhance or completely diminish someone's like presence. You, you know what I mean? Okay, so if vibes matter a lot, and what if we contribute like a physical attribute to that? Like what kind of clothes do they wear? Because that's kind of like part of their identity more than, you know, their actual physical appearance. Ah, oh, shit, man. But okay, the, the thing is that with clothes, right? Like, okay, let's say, um, like, like adding monkeys type of clothes. Okay? Like, you, you know, like those, like boots and more blackish stuff, slightly more, I don't know, strong looking. Does that make sense? Fierce looking? I don't know. But all I'm trying to say is like, even though you dress like that, but you can have the personality of someone who's a bit soft. So you might not rock it. So I'm like, I kind of like that to be honest sometimes. Like a dynamic between what they wear, but also their personality or what do you mean? Uh, It's very hard to put in words. Okay, but an example of someone's vibe who I'm really attracted to, I'll probably say like Joji. Like, I don't know what's about him. I don't even know like what he wears because I don't really follow him that much. But whenever he speaks, whenever he carries himself, the way he presents something, I think that's really attractive. Sorry again, who is that? Uh, Joji. Joji. The artist from 88 Rising. Okay, keep keep going. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I remember him. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about you? Do you think you're attracted to Joji? I think I am, but it's more to the fact that he's very multifaceted. So you get to see like pink guy, you know, like a persona of him. But then you also get to see his depression shit, which yeah. is very interesting. I think like people that can show like those layers of humanity is what makes it more attractive than someone that's just like one type. Yeah. Just yeah. like straight, you know, like, yeah. yeah. So basically he's like many layers to him. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think that, that's a good point. I think Adeline mentioned a really good point. So I think like when it comes to like attraction, I'm attracted to someone who has like more than this surface level. Like if I know you in the first day or like the first week and that's all you are, oh man, I'm not gonna lie, that's like, that's diluted as hell. You know what I mean? Like imagine knowing someone through like, I mean, work or like an event and you find out that, oh shit, their personal life, this is exactly who they are. Yeah. That there's nothing more to it. This is like oh, there, there's no mystery to it. Yeah. There's nothing to. There's nothing to. You don't have to put in effort. Yeah. To gain understanding of this person. In natural habitat. Huh? <laughs> In natural habitat. So yeah, the gen genuine. The sorry. <laughs> it's genuine. I mean, yeah, like I, I love it. One hundred percent on that point. Yeah. So yeah, I prefer to see to. Like let's say about the skater guy, I kind of like his vibe because like we see how he do, how he handle people, yeah. how he handle um, his hobbies, and it has a really good vibe. Mm. Yeah, I would be attracted to to those types mm. of energy. And also, I'm really attracted to someone who's really passionate about something. Mm. Oh, that's true. Yeah, like that's passion, true. like when they just show it could be whatever. It could be passion for learning. Mm. It could be... Uh, okay, in my personal opinion, I don't really care if this person's passionate about work because I try to like really detach myself from work after work. Yeah. I feel like you need to have more to you rather than just work. Yeah. So if you're passionate about like any creative projects that you have, 
or specifically things that you like to work on, I find it really attractive. Like, wow, shit. That's true. Like, That's you true. you know what you want. You know what you want to work on. You know what you like. Yeah. You get what I mean? And it's kind of like inspiring as well, because don't we all want to be inspired enough to be that passionate about something, to progress towards like a certain goal? Yeah. I think yeah, that's 100%. the part that makes it attractive. I think for me though, like what I am attracted to in terms of like clothing, um, it's probably someone that would challenge um, social constructs. So they don't really care that much about how they appear to the outer world. But still, at the same time, have like a specific meaning towards it, if that makes sense. In terms of clothing, in terms of clothing, yeah, I think like it's hot if a guy wears nail polish or like, yeah. right? Or, Wear or what? Shout out Chong, Chong's the OG exactly. that um, wore nail polish. Oh, yeah, and uh, yeah. Chong actually inspired me to want to paint my nails, uh, which I'll actually do, do before it. I go to Yara Valley. So thank you, Chong. Um, he's an, Chong is an inspiration. No issue. No issue. You are most welcome. <laughs> Chong is a pioneer. <laughs> to be frank, I'm too, I'm too lazy to put on, to put on nail polish now. Fair. That's okay. Like you don't have to constantly do it, but like the fact that you want to try it and just like challenge what society perceives it as, it's kind of like hot. It's like more to the idea of it than the actual physical appearance. Yeah. Machine gun Kelly. Mm. And like yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe okay. I think he's interesting, isn't he? Yeah. Not yeah. He's interesting. Like maybe maybe that's why Megan Fox is interested in him, because yeah. he challenges that and he evokes that sense of playfulness or sense of exploration within her too, even though she's older. Yeah, I think that's my opinion. Wait, she is older, right? Is she? I uh, no no. She's hundred percent older. Okay. I think she's like what ten ten years older. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's accurate. No. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> I think I watched like a TikTok once about Megan Fox and how her um, innocence or how her she married like an older guy when she was way younger, didn't she? Megan Fox. Yeah, Megan Fox. So that's why I feel like now that the fact that she's broken up with that guy and she's dating Machine Gun Kelly, it's more I don't know. It's like her exploring her inner child again through someone that is rebellious. Ah. Uh, so like basically relieving. Her teenage years, exactly. or like, like the, the years that she out. missed out. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's actually quite sweet, I'll be honest. I think it is. I think it is. It's a pretty cool relationship. It is, yeah. Aside from that, I think personality-wise, I would say I'm attracted to someone that is more playful. Like, you know, it's more like vibes. Like, you don't have to take things seriously all the time. A child? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. I do not want to go to jail, man. <laughs> Is this like evidence for, to put me to jail? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just doing my best. I'm like, ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like someone that would that wouldn't take life overly serious, because yeah. I'm that type too. Like, you know, if you fall, laugh it off, or if like something happens, like find an alternative. Yeah, not be a stiff, I guess. Yeah, pretty much it. That's true, though. I feel like you know sometimes with life. It's so contradicting that everything matters, but at the same time, nothing matters at the same time simultaneously. Yeah. Right. Yeah, oh, definitely, one hundred percent. I feel like that's my life motto: that that nothing matters. That's why you have to make your own. Yeah, you you have to make your own things that matters. Yeah. Because otherwise, it'll just be like hard. <laughs> no, for sure. Because of the constant existential crisis. 
Yeah, existential crisis on a daily basis. <laughs> I don't know, I feel like the older I get, the more I feel like, man, nothing really matters in life, so why not just make full use of it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not like, you know, you get this, you complete life, you do that, you're better at life. There's no such thing, it's just like, you just do it. Exactly. I feel like I'm, I adapted that, like, I, um, I forgot the term for it, maybe positive nihilism, if I'm not mistaken. Where yeah, nothing, nihilism. yeah, it's, it's nice, it's kind of reassuring. Because the, the other side of nihilism, it's just like, nothing matters, oh, why don't we just die now, you know? But yeah. if you put a positive twist to it, it's like, huh, could be the meaning of life. <laughs> I actually like that. I really like that. But uh, when it comes to like, I don't know how to pronounce it, nihilism? Nihilism. Nihilism. I feel like all these, what do you call it, philosophical uh, worldviews, mm. is like Chong's um, asset. Like Chong is really good with it. With, with what? Like with uh, the knowledge when it comes to like philosophical worldviews. I feel like you know a lot. I, You're very knowledgeable. I, mean, I enjoy reading about about it because I, I can resonate with um, nihilism. Mm-hmm. Um, I adapt it from Albert, Albert Camus. Camus. Yeah, Camus. Camus. It's a French name. So at the beginning, I call him Albert Camus. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> a bit silly. But yeah, I adapt. <clears throat> so I adapt it from Kami. What else, like aside from nihilism, what other philosophical concept resonates with you? I think, like, um, in the sense of philosophy, Kami and Foucault are the two biggest um, influence to me. Oh, which one is that again? Foucault. Yeah, what's, what's the concept of it? Um, no, he, he has... He, he has more sociological concepts, like um, gender, gender study, um, social construct, discord, kind of, narrative. Oh, nice um, he analyzed discord and narrative. What is that? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it, it, like the jargons. Sorry, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit this this um this touch because I I'm, I I'm, I'm feeling tired. <laughs> Not really. Are uh, you feeling carsick? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she are you feeling carsick? I think because I, I, I lean to what too much. Yeah, so I'm gonna sure. stay back a bit. Okay, yeah. no, 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 just, just and rest. You just guys rest. can go on and I will, I, I will okay. jump. I will listen to it and we'll jump back to the conversation later. Very cool, very I'm cool. I'm holding my banana. Yes, yes, your support banana. <laughs> my support banana. It is your support. Did you Let me. Eating it, Hush? Oh, okay. No, 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 I just wanted to check if we are still recording. We actually are. <laughs> okay. Okay, how about this? Um. What do you hate about life? Being alive. <laughs> Sorry, was that too dark? Uh, someone please call triple zero. <laughs> lifeline. Speaking of, is it Lifeline? I think I called Lifeline last year. Did, oh, did you? For real, yeah. Oh, how did um, that end up? It was bad. Um, I experienced my first panic attack of my life. Uh-huh. Um, couldn't breathe. Uh, for the first time in my life, I actually felt paralyzed. Yeah, it's fucked up. I mean, I'm not gonna go into details right now, maybe off record, but yeah, it's quite interesting in the sense that, oh, 
it, the moment that happened, right? The first thing that came to my mind was like, wow, this is pretty great because of the fact that I can actually start empathizing with quite a few people now. Like whenever people tell me when they have a panic attack, yeah. I can legit not tell them to, why not try this? Why not try yeah. that? Because I've tried it and it didn't work. Yeah, that's true. I think when you have a panic attack, essentially you just got to ride it out yeah. in a safe space. That is true. No, that that's actually a good thing because, like, I feel like most experiences, things like that, like you never actually fully comprehend it until you experience it yourself. So you can just like you can try to empathize, but the fact that you've already experienced it yourself gives that sense of better support, and you can support people the way they need to be supported, not the way you think you can support them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's why experience is so important. Like in the sense that you you've done it before. Exactly. Like not just like theoretically. I know, because you Knowledge can say, I understand, I understand, but you actually you don't. don't understand you don't, shit. You don't understand <laughs> shit, yeah. But I, I feel like that's a lot of, um, that's lo- the way that people like to console others, just saying that they understand, but it actually invalidates that experience, because you will never truly understand what someone else is experiencing. 100%. Yeah. yeah 100%. And the fact that you're trying to console them, or tr- it's like reassuring yourself, because the fact that they're uncomfortable is making you uncomfortable. Yeah. But you're not letting them feel their feelings, yeah. feeling their discomfort. Mm. Like, yeah, prioritizing yourself over them. No, 100%. I think, like, by saying that, oh, I understand, I understand, that's actually really selfish because you don't understand the intensity and, like, the magnitude of what they're actually going through. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like what's a good thing to say, which I've picked up, which is essentially saying that oh I cannot even begin to empathize what you're going through exactly. it sounds extremely tough it does, it yeah does. like to just openly admit like look I don't even know what you're going through and that really I think gives them power yeah. in a sense that it, it reminds them that yeah you're going through a really really tough situation and I think that it provides them the validation that yeah what your experience is completely valid like you're not insane for thinking like this is borderline suicidal you know what I mean like because I can't even begin to imagine yeah Yeah. and I think when people say I I understand that they're projecting their own um, perspective into the issue not tackling the issue not caring about the person's feeling when they when when they say oh yeah yeah I understand it's about their own feelings so yeah that that's why I kind of hate that expression yeah, that's a very good point. I think I, I learned a a really good counseling trick from um, Simply Neological, a nail tutorial YouTuber. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, she has a, a, a great question. Are we here to problem solving? Um, are we here to problem solve or to listen? So pick one. We go with that way. So I think it, it, it's a good way to put... Um, not counseling but like to resolve conversation yeah i think yeah that that would be a good option actually like when someone wants to open up to you you can always ask them that question first and then depending on um, their response i think most of the time people just want to be heard (laughs) but a lot of the times we just want to problem solve because of our own ego i guess in a way i don't know is it like sorry sorry go yeah what what is it like savior complex Kind of like savior complex, yeah. Because like, if you feel that your solution resonates with other people, you're actually doing something right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I guess don't we all kind of have like savior complex? <laughs> 
I feel like it's ingrained to us to make us feel like we're worthy or worth it. Like we attach our self-worth to how much influence we have over people's lives, positive yeah. influence. Yeah, exactly. It's like our way of validating ourselves and our own experiences, but it's not really the solution or what people need to hear or to feel supported. Fair, fair. Yeah, like a bit of a self-reflect. When I like, I used to be like that. When and when I jump into problem solving, I feel, I feel pleased. I feel that my ego was pleased because, like, my key message of offering the the solution is that I use that solution and I success. And that's the the most important part of my response. The part about me succeeding the issue or like succeeding the pathway. So yeah, I can resonate on that. True, true, true. It's like when we offer solution, it's really about my about ourselves yeah. rather than about the person. I've experienced that. I've real had that realization when I was trying to like express myself to someone, and like you know when you're having issues, you want to like sometimes say it to people, but they just constantly. It's all about okay, you have to do this, you have to do this. This happens because of this, because of this, and I'm like, oh, do I do that too? Because that's like pretty annoying. I feel like I I feel even shittier than when before I started to open up. You know, yeah. yeah. So that's like when I started to like switch my mindset a little bit on how to yeah. Approach it. No, 100%. I think people need to learn to listen a bit better. People need to learn to like actively listen instead of just like providing solutions because um, it's insane. I, I think like uh, an analogy or metaphor is like imagine someone presenting to you a mathematical um, question, right? Say like I don't know, like four plus four plus six divided by whatever, right? But before the person even ended the question I mean, before the question even ended you already provided the solution which is halfway yeah. and it's 100% going to be inaccurate and wrong because you don't have the full context of everything so I feel like man in order to solve something you got to fully like research and everything first that's why sometimes but at the same time I feel like for me I'm like towards the other end of the spectrum where I try to like get way too many too much context to the point where I don't put anything into action I feel like a lot of the time, what most people need to do is process information on their own, though. Because even if you give them advice, like they already actually know what they want, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and they're never going to like listen to your advice and yeah until it's too late. Well, I love the blue lights you're saying. I know. I don't because it means I'm paying. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Angeline for uh, sponsoring the toll and this episode today. <laughs> All good. Oops, sorry. Okay. Imagine we die, though. No? Like this is the final recording for everyone. No, I was just saying. Im imagine if we die, this will be the final recording for everyone. Well, yeah. At least it's fun. <laughs> yeah. If if let's say we do die, like if you're if someone's listening to this, please publish it on my low high trips. <laughs> <laughs> Give them the password. Wait, no, don't. Oh, just public. Yeah, publish yeah, it like on YouTube. Yeah, you or your channel oh yeah that's yeah. true that's, that's true that's true just tag me <laughs> after my death just tag me <laughs> oh man now i'm thinking of final tell, destination tell them you um the instagram yeah oh my instagram is low high trips it's l-o-h-i-t-r-i-p-s <laughs> but 
Okay, um, one final question. What question should we ask? Uh, okay, what's your meaning of life? I'll, I'll start with... Who wants to go first? Chong, you want to go first or Adeline? Uh, okay. Uh, I think I answered it already before. That life has no meaning. That we're just like <laughs> a series of random events that's controlled about from based on either our biological, I don't know, thingy <laughs> or our experience in life. But at the same time, it's all about experiencing things to the fullest. Yeah. So yeah, I want experience and I want to know other people's perspective, and that's what makes life interesting, even though it's meaningless. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Lovely answer. Uh, what about you, Chong? What's your meaning of life? So, to me, the meaning of life is um, a balance between me enjoying my existence without destroying it. So, it, it's a balance. I want to enjoy more, but I won't put myself in in danger or in harm. danger okay yeah or harm just for the sake of fun okay. <laughs> self-destruction yeah self-destruction Woo-hoo. welcome to self-destruction station <laughs> the host is angeline no 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 adeline sorry <laughs> it's okay. sorry the some reason why i say destruction some slow self-destruction is so it's okay like um not sleeping enough yeah yeah it's okay yeah. what draws the line though between like slow self-destruction and like actual self-destruction because a lot of like a lot of things in life in excessiveness it's not never good right even if it's like exercising or eating oh that's a good point i feel like that's actually like like my main personal conflict or self-conflict uh-huh. where everything that i decide is really based on how much you will destroy me versus how much you will heal me. Does that make sense? Like when the food, let's say for example the food I eat, if I eat like fish and chips, I'll be like, ah, oh, fuck, I really enjoy it, it's good for my mental health, but physically I know that I'll probably feel worse tomorrow. So I think to me, life is all about balance. Um, your version of balance, because everyone has like different standards, different levels. I don't know. Uh, basically, Learn your method of uh, microdosing on destruction. Microdosing. <laughs> <laughs> Microdose on destruction. Self-destruction, that is. Everyone needs a bit of chaos. Everyone needs a bit of chaos, I agree. Alright, uh, any final words before we wrap up this? What's yours? What's your What's meaning your of host? life? Yeah, you have an answer. Man, How about you, Mr. Host? My, my meaning of life? Uh, I think my meaning of life is basically to fully immerse yourself in everything that you do meaning do things consciously try not to do things unconsciously or mindlessly because i feel like that way you're not fully experiencing what's truly going on like i'm not talking about princess highway thank you um i'm not talking about like you know um I'm thinking of the word. I'm not talking about your surroundings, but more towards like your experience, whatever activities that you're doing. It could even be like self-reflection. You want to self-reflect? You fucking be conscious and self-reflect. Don't like, oh, I'm going to self-reflect while I... This is my standard, right? I listen like my rule that I don't impose on anyone. Like, don't scroll on TikTok or like, I don't know, 
play some games while you self-reflect. Like, if you want to do it, do it properly. And, of course, some people can multitask. I can't. That's why I have the rule for myself. So, I'm like, yeah, you know what, you know, when you do something, do it deliberately. Don't accidentally do something. You know what I mean? I think most of the time, though, I, um, if I self-reflect or if I do things like that, it's mostly accidental. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes I have to like self-destruct until the point of like, oh shit, yeah, it's time to actually sort stuff out. Yeah. Okay, that's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not really interesting. It's kind of dangerous. <laughs> it's just showing that it's showing how I don't know childish I am in terms of making decisions. I don't think that's being childish though. I, th- I think it's more like being impulsive rather than being childish. True. And I don't, I don't, I think, yeah, of course, like, yeah. Wait, actually, where are we going? <laughs> um, Town Hall, I think. Actually, I don't okay. know where's Town Hall. Ta- do you know that? I, I don't think yeah. I know. We can do like a circle, so Town Hall and then I'll go right. No, 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 cool, cool, cool. I, I'm, not, I'm not in a rush. I mean, it's gonna be the long weekend. Not yet, but soon. Soon, very oh, no. soon. You get motivated to work like right before. Like right before, yeah. And I've been like drained for two weeks now, I think, where I'm just like not feeling it at all. But Is it burnout? I think it was burnout, but I don't know what changed. No, it's the commitment issues thing that I told you about. Oh, yeah. yeah. But now that I found a res- resolution towards it, I'm actually like, hey, I gotta make the most out of this. <laughs> Commitment issues, man. He's a bit too close to home. <laughs> Alright, um, any final words, Chong? Um, I don't know, but like... I mean, I lost you guys at the self-reflect. But I think I, I, so I do self-reflect too much, to the point that my self-reflection ooze out at any can can ooze out at, at any time uh, when i'm driving when i'm riding my bike yep. accidentally intentionally anyway anyway um just one recommendation no one suggestion you can talk to your partner about relationship when you are not sober <laughs> i think it's gonna be fun yeah. I had it with Derek, yeah. and we had a fight on the on on the following day. But we learned a lot. Yeah. Sorry for not for being not too relevant. No, no, no. I think that's perfectly relevant. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with you as well. I think like you know having conversations with people in different mind states, it's all very interesting. Fucking love it. I mean, I fucking love conversations, man. Like. That's that's like me men- mentally masturbating, you know what I mean? Like I, I've always said that to Casey as well. Like I'm just masturbating to like conversations. I mean mentally, mentally, like Mental, not yeah. physically. <laughs> Please don't do it in real life. Oh my god. Jesus, is that, is man. Is that why you do podcasts, oh. man? <laughs> when editing. Yo, don't call me okay. out. <laughs> Jail. <laughs> okay, okay, we're gonna end this right here. All right. Um, final words, Adeline, or no final words. No final words. I'm just gonna sing to Georgia now, I guess. Okay. Too much. Take care. Okay. Bye. <laughs>